Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Virtual Success. I'm your host, Barbara Turley, today, and I'm not joined today by my co-host, Matt Malouf, who's normally on the show with me, but given uh, I've just had a baby and Matt has taken on a whole raft of new clients and businesses, and as business goes, schedules are very hard to line up, so I'm doing the show solo today. But I'm quite excited because somebody that I've been following online for quite a long time uh, is Nathan Chan, who is the founder of Founder Magazine, uh, an absolute amazing magazine for entrepreneurs uh, with a huge Instagram following. And actually where I found Nathan was on Instagram. And I'm very excited today to have Nathan on the show to talk about how he's using virtual teams in his business and has been using them to really scale a fantastic plat- platform, both digitally um, and internally as well. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. Um, I also just realized we have a mutual friend, Yarrow Sterak. Oh, Yarrow. We'll have to get Yarrow on the show, actually. Yes, Yarrow <laughs> and I are really good friends. Yes, it's a small yeah. world in digital land. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's a great guy. He is indeed. He is indeed. So, Nathan, you know, I saw, I found you probably, I think it was in the early days of when Founder Magazine kind of first launched. And I did find you on Instagram because you had you you do have an amazing um, Instagram strategy, and it's something I know that you talk a lot about. But can you tell me a little bit first? Just let's start off with your sort of entrepreneurial journey. The quick two minutes on, you know, your background and how did Founder Magazine come about? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, I started it March two thousand thirteen uh, while I was working my day job, just as a side hustle passion project. Never thought it would be this big media startup or any platform or anything of the sort. Um, so did just you just, looking, I love that. So you, did, you just started it as a sort of a, a hobby sort of thing and had no idea, yeah. no plan for this big platform that it's become. No, no, not wow. at all. So I um, launched it while I was working my day job and was looking for a, a job in marketing. Mm. And um, I even took, took the first issue of the magazine with my iPad to some job interviews, but no one would hire me. <laughs> I see. That was a stroke of luck in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. So um, long story short, I just I started this magazine. I identified that there wasn't really a, um, a publication in the space uh, that spoke to aspiring and novice stage entrepreneurs and also young entrepreneurs. And um, we didn't go print. We went digital. Uh, so we're in the App Store and the Google Play Store uh, purely because I felt that print was a dying trade. Still is to a certain extent, but um, we're launching a print project uh, that's coming out soon. But um, yeah, that's kind of how we got started. And now three years down the track, um, we have at least a million plus people consuming our content every month. And uh, I feel like we're only really just scratching the surface. Yeah, well, 2013, I mean, we're in 2016 now, and it, you know, that's, that's an incredible growth trajectory over that time. Oh, look, I could, I could talk to you forever about so many aspects of what you've just said, but obviously to keep on topic, we're here talking about virtual teams. So had you had any, I mean, were you one of those people who had read Tim Ferriss's four-hour workweek book and, and, you know, thought, well, I'll give this VA thing a whirl? Or how did it start with the virtual team thing for you or virtual assistants? 
Yeah, definitely it was reading Tim's book that um, was was a real game changer, if not around just virtual teams, but also um, around the ability of the internet to change the game, that you can get so much leverage. And that's why I wanted to even start a business was actually because of Tim's book. So that's how um, it all came about for me. But, you know, um, you, you're, you're familiar with this online space. That's something that a lot of people talk about, you know, getting VAs, using virtual teams, using, you know, a service like Upwork or, you know, your service or, you know, there's, there's yeah. um, other, other like there's a lot of talk about this new way of working. Yeah, but in terms of – so did you – your first VA, did you decide, okay, I'm going to do this? Or were you doing a lot of work, the work yourself in the beginning? At what point did you say, I now need to get a VA? Yeah, so we've always used virtual teams um, and we've always just added people, uh, virtual team members to, to, to the company as time has gone on. So the first person that um, I worked with virtually was actually when I first started the magazine three and a half years ago. Uh, his name was Jane Curran. And uh, he he actually is just based out of India, and uh, he's our graphic designer. Um, I've even been to his wedding. Uh, oh, so wow. I love We that. met online. And, um, yeah, he's been designing the magazine and been doing our brand identity ever since, still to this day. And then as time went on, um, I, you know, hired a few more people. These were people locally here in Melbourne. But then it was time also for us to hire a VA and that were person was uh, from the Philippines. Now, we did have a part-time VA, and this person was recommended to me, um, and she we just managed her through Elance. And uh, what was cool about that is, like, it was just, um, you know, she filled out her timesheet, and, uh, yeah, she, she'd just do all sorts of administrative tasks for us. But I think one of the biggest things that um, I'd love people to take away around building a virtual team and utilizing VAs is is when you're first starting out in in your business or at any point in time there's a you have a list of things that you hate doing and then you have a list of things that you shouldn't be doing and that was actually um, some advice uh, that a friend gave me Chris Ducker was that you should write a list of the things that you should be doing the things you shouldn't be doing uh, and the things you hate doing. And all those things that you don't like doing or shouldn't be doing, they're the kind of things that you need to look to find leverage with. So what we started doing was every single one of those things that I shouldn't be doing or didn't enjoy doing, I started to delegate them. And the way I would delegate them was I'd use a tool like Sweet Process, which is um, just a, a great little, uh, I guess, uh, little um, I don't even know what you call it, like a repository. I know, yeah, there. like a step, it creates step-by-step processes for you. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So it allows you to create SOPs. And um, I would just record, and um, I would just record a video. I'd get that VA to actually, before she'd even do the actual task, I'd get her to uh, like watch the video, break it down, and, and create an SOP out of it in sweet process. And then from there, that's, you know, I just went through my list and then that's, that's, that's how I started. And uh, now we have two full-time VAs. Yeah. So I just want to focus a little bit on this um, SOP, standard operating procedure thing, because what we find is a lot of clients come in and, and they sort of, they want to hire a VA that um, can use their own initiative to come up with this stuff themselves, which of course mm. is, you know, setting yourself up for complete failure from day one. But what you're saying there is you used to create, so you created a video. I mean, the, the, the first step though there is that you need to know 
what it is that you want done and how it's to be done. Would that be fair to say so that you can create the video that they can then create the operating process? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is really challenging yourself to really look inside what you do every single day. So you should be tracking your time. There's a tool you can use called Rescue Time, which is a great tool where you can track your time and seeing where your time is being spent. And it's just a little thing that you install on your computer and you can track your time. But yeah, the first thing you need to do is reclaim and understand what it is you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And this is what's going to give you more leverage. Mm. And then from that list and work out what you're doing, there'll be certain things that you do as an owner that you probably shouldn't be doing or things that can be outsourced or hand it over to someone else. And once you have that list, um, you just do it as if you would normally do it, but just record yourself and um, break it down. But you're right in the sense that I think there are a lot of people that are very naive that they think um, if they get a virtual assistant or you know somebody um, virtually that they can just take all their problems away yeah. and they're just going to just you know, wave a magical wand. But this is something um, that's a really big takeaway I had in the early days is you have to be extremely specific. When you work with uh, virtual teams, especially virtual assistants in the Philippines, um, you have to be so specific. You cannot expect any uh, anyone to, like any of those guys to um, – work things out unless you show them because it's just the, it's a cultural thing too that mm-hmm. um you know it's all about clear instructions you know don't leave well, anything to chance i think i've seen a few people as well because sometimes i look at you know i look through task lists when there's problems and stuff and you know we i see things like assumptions being made and mm-hmm. clients would say things like well i assumed they would know i was talking about x and you know i would say well that might seem clear to you but to someone else it may not be because they're not in your business or they're not you know until they're working with you a long time people don't know your style they don't know how you think so and and you know i think the mind reading thing is a huge problem with with people in in this space so how long did it take you do you think to create your list because i think one of the issues is that um People come to me and they say, I need a VA yesterday. I'm I'm desperate. I need a VA yesterday. And I think, well, that's probably not going to solve the problem because you're now taking on a new task of a person when you haven't created all this other stuff that you need in order to get success. So how long do you think it would take, it took you to decipher your list? Forgetting the videos yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the list of things that I, you know, that I'd get that VA to do um, probably took me about a couple of days, no more than a couple of days. And I think if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I think it's always good to throw your hat over the fence in a situation like this where that would be, you know, um, use a recruitment service or use use a service like yours, Barbara, yeah. and be like, okay, well, I know I'm overwhelmed. I know I can get more help. I know, you know, utilizing a virtual assistant will cost me, you know, anywhere between, let's say, 500 to two grand a month. I can afford that. Let's just use a service like Barbara's. I don't even know what I need yet. or don't, And so just the fact of, you know, throwing your hat over the fence, committing, putting some money down, you know, using that recruitment service or whatever, and then that's going to force you to create that list pretty quickly. Yeah, we actually give people a list because we, we, we found that it's so difficult for them to create it that we have created one for them. But I do mm. love that idea of rescue time. I think that's very effective to also spot the other things that might be specific to to your business uh, that we may not 
you know, pick up or whatever, because every business has its own different nuances. And then with the videos, so, you know, I love that you spent this time doing this though, creating, so you create your list and then you created a video for each task on that list of how you like things to be done. So it means you maintain control then over how things are done in your business. Yeah. And I think with VAs, it always has to be that way. Um, You'll find that VAs um, tend to, I guess, they just do this, um, you know, they work really, really well with processes and they feel more comfortable. Yeah, um, they do, yeah. From from a cultural standpoint as well. They feel more comfortable if they can see, you know, they have the proper training to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, really key and important. And what about, so obviously the next step then, I mean, for me would be, you know, people, you create processes and then you sort of have to test drive that process because often, I mean, you, I wonder, did you find this when you give a process to someone and a mistake happens, you know, there can be holes in your process that you didn't realize. So how do you um, have your processes evolved as you've worked with your virtual teams? Yes, yeah. of course, of course. Um, but I was lucky enough, though, that uh, at my job before I went full time on Founder, I I was tasked with doing a lot of processes and yeah, stuff. I think you obviously had a background uh, in this because a lot of people find uh, it very difficult. You know, you find <laughs> found it easy, and actually, so do I. But I have noticed that the a majority of people out there find this quite challenging. So it sounds easy, but it's quite challenging to do it. Yeah, I think the most challenging thing for me is I don't enjoy it, so it's not fun. Yeah, but it just has to get done. And I, you know, had a boss that just like just absolutely hammered it into me that the processes have to be so clear, so like to the point that you, there's no room for interpretation. That's literally do X screenshot with an arrow pointing to it with, yeah. you know, writing and do Y and do Z and put in a video as well. So people can watch the whole video as well of a screen share of you doing it and talking that person through oh, it. I just, so there, it's yeah, so large. Yeah. So there's marginally a little room for error. And if there is, it's generally the processor's fault, not oh, the human error. Yeah. I love that you said that. And what I want to ask is your old boss, were there any offshore staff in that business? Or was it local staff? Uh, so I've only ever had two full-time jobs in corporate. Mm. Um, the first one that really drilled it into me, there was no offshore staff. But the second job that I had, the last job I had before I, I left to go full-time on Founder, there was offshore staff, yes. There was heaps. Okay, because the point I would like to highlight for the listeners here is that, yes, we're talking about virtual assistants, virtual teams, but this applies to, it doesn't actually matter because some people think that we just have to be this diligent because people are in the Philippines or in India or whatever. But my view is that if you're running a business, you need to be that descriptive anyway with your internal processes so that you can literally promote people and plug a new person in straight away pretty simply to to your your business. Yeah, 100%. This is how you scale, Barbara. Yeah. Like, yeah this is, this yeah, is how you, you scale, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this is how you scale. If you don't do this stuff, um, you will struggle. And I want to make – I want to be very clear. I'm, we are no – you know, our business, um, because we move quite fast, we, we are growing at a reasonably good rate. Um, sometimes it is difficult to keep on top of this. And our, like, you know, founder within the business – 
Um, it's not perfect. Our business is definitely not a business packaged up in a box that could be sold tomorrow, but there is a, you know, 75% of the work is there and it's done. Yeah, that's a great point. So I think that that's one of the key things I want people to understand because we see people blaming the VA all the time. Now, obviously you can get, you know, you've got to get a quality person on your team, but you know, if, if the person's a good person and they're trying their best and whatever, usually the process is where the, where the problem lies or in the um, iterations of the process, in understanding that process. Um, so moving on from there, so you your first VA, so how about, have you still got virtual, you've gone from having a virtual assistant to having two, and I believe now you've sort of built a virtual team as opposed to just virtual VAs. So talk yes. to me about how, so the growth from there. Yeah, so... Um Pretty much as time has gone on, uh, we've always used a lot of contractors ever since I started Founder. Um, and now some of those contractors and all sorts of other contractors we actually have as full-time team members, but they work remotely. So we have someone in Canada. Uh, we have someone in the States. Uh, we have, we're have we always pulling resources. So we have a very um, remote kind of team. We have the, the core team, the HQ here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we're using all sorts of people from all around the world to do all sorts of different things. Now, there's a few there's a few different ways that I look at it. Um, the first way is we pull we pull talent and resources for certain key projects. So I mentioned to you before that uh, one of our biggest focuses at the moment uh, that we're putting a lot of attention towards as a whole team in a company is, um, but and this is out of our business as usual stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this Kickstarter book that we're launching. So it's like the past three and a half years of interviews like Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Seth Godin, you name it, all compiled our best stuff, thousands of hours worth of content into this physical coffee table book that we're going to crowdfund over Kickstarter. Okay. So we've pulled, we've pulled resources uh, and contractors and some people in the internal team here um, to this project and we manage that all through Trello. Yeah. Now yeah. – you know, that project can be specific to certain people that might be virtual, they might be contractors, you know, we've got a landing pa- person that does the landing pages, we've got a video team, we've got um, a project manager that's a contractor that lives in Sydney, so we've got all these different people, so that's how we manage that piece. But then the other side of our business is business as usual, where I can call, I call it business as usual stuff where, you know, the weekly podcast, the weekly blogs, the, uh, the monthly magazine issue, that's our core team deliverables. These are the promises that we make as a brand to our customers and our, you know, anyone that's in our community. So we have processes and systems in place to make sure that that's a well-oiled machine continually run. Um, I don't have to be there. It's just happening. We already know it's happening. And, uh, the tool that we use there are either Trello or GetFlow, which is a great tool. Uh, we use Slack for communication or Skype. And then um, we use SOPs for Sweet Process for SOPs. And then pretty much um, that's about it, Barbara. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you don't need a lot of different tools. You need a couple of key things. So Trello, project, big project management tool that works well. We use Asana, but there's 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 multiple different ones out there. Trello is great for this sort of thing. Mm. Um, Slack, obviously, for communication. Most of the people we've had on this show are using Slack for team good team communication. Um, yep. But what I love about the you, – you use the term well-oiled machine for the business-as-usual stuff – 
So then you can use your time to be going off and running, you know, being involved in these bigger projects of, you know, the book you're about to release, which sounds fantastic. You know, the Kickstarter campaign. I mean, that's going to require a lot of your time, I would imagine. And that's the stuff that you want to be doing. So you Mm. know that the magazine runs well with your team and you can go and do these things. Now, just a quick, I want to touch on before we wrap up the communication because obviously there's that there's you know there's having your processes systems team delegation leadership all that stuff but what about communication in between are you running you know daily huddles weekly you know how do do you and your team um in two areas the business as usual stuff and the project stuff how do you all communicate together and keep it uh tight i love this question because it's something that's never been asked and i wish (laughs) <laughs> I it's had so a key. podcast. Yeah, it's it's so key. No yeah. one talks about this stuff. No. Okay. Well, I know so, because I mean, just from my own perspective, you know, we've worked with a lot of clients on their processes and getting all the other stuff we've just talked about right, and then we noticed that some clients were still failing. It's c- communication. I just can't even stress it enough how how important this is. Yeah. Um. So I, I agree, hundred percent. Um. And and I had to just pretty much just ask people flat out myself to find out these answers. So. We have a few things going on. Uh, we do a Monday, and this is for the core team only. We do a Monday. This is a long kind of daily huddle, mm-hmm. and it, it goes for about 30 minutes, and everyone dials in. And that's really important because it gives um, everyone in the team just an understanding of what's going on, what's the plans for the week, what we're working towards, uh, what's happening in the business. And that's a way for us to alleviate, you know, you know, everyone, we go around to each person and we say, what are you working on? Uh, and uh, is there anything holding you back? Yeah. And um, that's where we alleviate any problems that anyone has. And that usually goes for about 30 minutes between seven to eight people. Yeah. So it's quick. It's round the grounds. Quick yep, three yep, points. Yep. 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 100%. And then we were doing daily after that, but we, we stripped it back because I felt it was too much. So we only do daily stand-ups for the core business as usual team uh, three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Yeah, so, those are good days. Yeah, Friday yep. to wrap up the week, yeah. Yep. And then for projects, for projects like this Kickstarter book, for example, we have one weekly catch-up, and that's anyone involved in the project, and we work through the Trello board, and we do sprints. Um, it's uh, called the Scrum Agile Method. Um, yeah, so I love backlog. that. Yeah. Yep. So that's how we manage, and we have many projects going on at one one time. So each, and there's always going to be a team leader of that project, and uh, that's kind of like the owner. So for this Kickstarter book project, we have an actual dedicated project manager who's a contractor um, that's the owner of this project. So she is responsible, and then the rest of us are just getting stuff done. So you and, need to have. I mean, the key point there I want listeners to understand is hmm. that you do need one. There needs to be a leader of the project. Now, if you're a small business and there's just you and your VA, this still applies because then you are the leader of the project. Or you could potentially get your VA to be the leader, but then you've got to empower them to be that way. But there always has to be a leader of the project who drives the others and reporting structures for the communication channels back. Would that be fair to say, Nathan? Yep, 100%. And you can get Scrum Masters Mm -hmm. on like an Upwork 
and you can get them for like 10 hours a week. It's really cost affordable. Um, so you can get Scrum Masters. That's wow. that's not a problem. Scrum um, so Masters. I'm trying to look into that. Scrum yeah, Masters. Yeah. 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 So something to think about. So, um, yeah, that's kind of um, that's kind of our communication channels. Plus, we have Slack. Mm-hmm. So we have Slack, and we do Skype. And you know, if people need anything, we're we're all you know we're a team. You know, um, we we all help each other out. But for the most part, that's how we manage everything. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, just such good insights. And we're hearing the same thing from, you know, pretty much the same stuff from everybody, every guest that we have on the show. So for the listeners, you know, you're hearing this over and over again. This is the formula for success. And anyone who's, if you're struggling with your virtual team or your VA, just even one VA, um, it's likely that there are holes in some of these areas for you. So Nathan, just to wrap up, um, give us the, the quick few minutes on your, your upcoming book and the Kickstarter campaign and, and how can we, how can the listeners get involved? Yeah, sure thing. So, um, as mentioned, Barbara, uh, you know, we've been around for about three and a half years. Uh, we've been lucky enough to, uh, interview and, and feature and, and pick the brains of some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation. I mentioned a few, there's so many more. Mm. Um, so, you know, Gary V, Richard Branson, um, Barbara Corcoran, Ariana Huffington, so many more. And so we, we've never done a print project. So this is a really fun project. So we're creating this coffee table book, hybrid coffee table book kind of magazine. Um, you know, it's going to be a die cut front cover, beautifully designed and just full of actionable stuff. No fluff. Hardly oh, good. Any, so there's hardly there's any steps story, a yeah. little bit of story, a little bit of background, but mainly actionable stuff. And we've broken it down into sections like team building, hiring, marketing, Great. social media, um, you know, idea validation, you name it. So it's for any kind of entrepreneur, uh, seasoned, aspiring, novice, you name it. And uh, we're going to crowdfund it and pre-sell it through Kickstarter. And if people want to find out more, you can go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash book. And uh, the campaign goes live November 15th and it finishes December 15th. Great. So we've got it. We'll put the link in the show notes here. Nathan, thank you so much for your time and your insights and just the amazing story of Founder. You know, I, I've actually realized I've been a follower of you since way back. It must be from the very beginning because I've probably found you on Instagram back then. So great to see. Uh, I could talk to you forever about so many different topics, but we'll wrap up this particular show today. And for everyone, get involved in in Nathan's uh, new book and the Kickstarter campaign. And remember to come back next week for more virtual success. Give us a rating. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating. Tell us what you think of the show and anything that you'd like us to cover. We're all open to ideas. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much, Barbara. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.